We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right in, Glenn Mack, now 94 WIP. We're on until 1. Phillies baseball coming up after that. Bryce has stopped playing third base today, Ray. Interesting. I guess they... You know, they, they keep such short benches these days mm-hmm. in the major leagues right. that you really can't have a bench guy other than a catcher who just plays one position. Right. And I take this as a sign that improves his chances to make the club if he can move around the infield a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. It's um, it's it's obvious they are not sold on Alec Boehm. <laughs> That's pretty obvious. Yeah, well. I mean, I saw. And I, I've, I've I've seen Stott come up as a shortstop, but yeah, maybe he opens as a third baseman. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's a shortstop. I, I think that um, if you're going to if you're going to do this, it doesn't hurt to let give him a look down there. But I mean, it, he's going to be the shortstop. And if you're really thinking along those lines, then Gregorius can be your third baseman. You know, because with him, it's a it really is a matter of range. Um, but it's you know, I I saw a report. I, I think it might have been Jim Salisbury. Um, a week or so ago, said that there's um, there's some talk out there that the Phillies might be willing to trade Alec Baum, which you know two years ago, I mean you know he's yeah, I think was he was second for rookie of the year. Yeah, sure. He put, what he hit three thirty something. Yeah, I mean he, he hit the ball a ton. I mean he, he couldn't field, but I mean it wasn't a big deal then. But uh, he looked like he was going to be a big offensive producer. Uh, and then uh, boy, last year you know it, it kind of all went south on him. And um, and now they're uh, apparently he's shopping around, and they might, you know, they they still are a little thin in the pitching area. And uh, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was Jim that speculated that there's some conversation that the Phillies might be willing might be willing to move Boom for a for a pitcher for a back end of the rotation pitcher, which probably, you know, you you don't like to give up on young players that have shown some promise not that not that long ago in the past, but, um, I mean, they, they could use another starting pitcher, and you know, if Bohm can bring it back, that might not be a bad idea. So if, under this plan, who's my infield? If Bohm leaves, who's my infield? Uh, maybe it is that. You know, maybe it, maybe it, you know, maybe it is started short. Maybe, maybe you, do, you bite the bullet, you put the kid at shortstop to start the season, and you do put Gregorius at third. Maybe. Better, he better be pretty damn sure he's ready. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Bob in Wilmington is with us. Hi, Bob. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Great show as always. Hi, Bob. Um, really, really enjoyed Brandon Graham yesterday. Hard guy not to like. You know that? He is a tremendously likable fellow. You're correct about that. Great smile. And uh, he and his daughter, I've seen them on the Internet together. It's pretty neat. Um, I had a question for each one of you. Uh, Ray, a draft question. Um if Davis isn't there, uh, I've heard a lot about Devontae Wyatt and uh, Winfrey look good at the Senior Bowl. And, Glenn, my question for you is uh, concerning the new stadium in Buffalo and what you might know about it. I, I just hope it's going to be an open air. I can't see a game in Buffalo. With oh, I, I, well, just – and I'll do that quick and then let Ray address the question that more people would care about. They they On the agenda this week is a plan – uh, to get a new stadium in Buffalo. It looks like they got the financing for it after all these years. 
Uh, I cannot. I haven't read much about it, but I cannot. I I'm sure I would have heard it was a dome. Buffalo is one of those towns like Green Bay, Chicago, Chicago, right? Where they yeah. they are proud to play outdoors, and I can't imagine they would move it to that. They they take a certain pro- those people start tailgating two days ahead when it's twenty below zero. They're not gonna. Oh, uh, I know. Gonna, uh, it would be great if it would be natural grass too. Uh, it, yeah, know, that would that would be. It's you know, winters because, up there are kind of tough. Natural grass is is tough in in January up there. Ray, what's your uh, answer to what his other question? Um, I the other question was um, uh, about the interior defensive linemen. If uh, and I think we all agree Jordan Davis is would be our number one. I think he's everybody's number yeah, one at that position. Absolutely. But uh, but beyond that, uh, you know Logan Hall from Houston would probably be uh, in that conversation. You're right about Devonte Wyatt, who also who played next to Davis at Georgia, is a really good player. We had a guy yesterday call up and and ask about Travis Jones who's a guy who's sort of the same size as, as uh, Jordan Davis, um, but he played at UConn, and to me they're not really comparable players. I mean, he's another six foot six, 320-pound guy, but he doesn't have anywhere near the athletic ability. He doesn't have anywhere near the explosion. He's not going to, be give, he's not going to give you the kind of um, pass rush that, that Davis will. Davis is a guy with that kind of size that can stop the run and yeah. rush the quarterback and collapse the pocket. To me, Travis Jones is more a guy who's just going to stand in, stand at the line of scrimmage and, and take up blockers and stop the run. But if you're looking for pass rush, and we all know the Eagles are looking for pass rush, Davis is way, way, is light years ahead of Jones. As we discussed yesterday, if Jordan Davis can have the career here that Fletcher Cox has had, that would be pretty damn good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. David in Phillipsburg is uh, got some thoughts on the Oscars tonight. We discussed those in the eleven o'clock hour. We were underwhelmed. Yeah. David, what do you think? Well, uh, hi, fellows. Uh, I want to say that uh, I've enjoyed your shows over the years, uh, Mac and Mac, and uh, oh, the post game live with with Brookie. I've been watching ever since, hmm. and uh, it's really been great all these years. But uh, with the Oscars, I I wanted to have a uh give you an, my opinion as to why that uh, there's that loss in viewership occurring and I, I tell you the truth i think it's it's because they they went woke i mean uh it's not the producers or or even the guest hosts it's it's that uh, all the stars get up there and they start lecturing yeah I, and, I, I think that i don't disagree that that contributes i hate the word woke because i i I think people use it for whatever they want, but I, I, I will take what you said and say that uh, so many people using it as an opportunity to make political speeches does not uh, build the audience. So I'll, I'll no, agree with that. No. And I just got tired of it, and I, I don't even care if I watch it or not. Now, in regards to the Philly teams that I'm excited about, I'm excited about the the Phillies, and I'm excited about the 76ers, but not quite yet about the Eagles. Maybe after the draft I will be, but, you know, we'll it's see. It's not what been a very inspiring offseason, no. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, uh, no, I think that's probably true. I mean, you, have, you, have reason, you certainly have reason to be excited about the Sixers. Uh, and, uh, and you the know, the Phillies. The Sixers as of this moment. What's that? The first place Sixers as of this moment. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, the next two games, as we said in the first hour, the next two games are going to be. They're going, they're going to be. I don't want to say revealing. That might be too much. I mean, you're this deep into the season, you kind of know what you know. But I really do want to see how they fare against the Suns on the road, and then coming home and playing what I still think is a really good team in Milwaukee. Here, coming off the West Coast road trip, I kind of want to see how they play in those two games. But I, 
I'm right now, Glenn. I'm telling you, I think that I think they're going to be playing for the Eastern Conference. I think they're going to be one of the two finalists. I really do. Nice. I would I would be happy with that. And the baseball season is right around the corner. And I think, you know, it's really funny. Um, I was on with Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie this week, and uh, boy, both of those guys, Joe more than John, but but both of them, they think the Phillies are going to be a playoff team. They really do. I mean, and and Joe and Joe was nice and Joe was pretty drought. yeah, and Joe and Joe was pretty definitive about it. I mean, Joe said the Phillies, not that they could be, but they should be a playoff team. And he said if they fall short, he thinks that Girardi's Girardi's got to go. I mean, Joe's really. I mean, he's he's all in with the Phillies more probably more than I am, probably more than you are. But he really thinks that they not just could but should be in the playoffs this year. The tougher aspect of it for me, I think, is that the division is going to be tougher. The Mets really improved. The, the Mets the Mets are not going to be the pushover that we've been used to them being. And the Marlins, if I look at the Marlins, you know, we're we're just so used to the Marlins winning seventy games. They actually could be a decent team. And the Braves won the World Series last year. They lost Freddie Freeman, but. They always find guys. The Braves just they call guys up. Austin Riley, the young third baseman, they're they're good. They are good because they so, have a farm system. Yes, they always have a farm system, and shockingly, that can help you sustain. So I think the Phillies will be better, but I can't call them a lock for the playoffs just because I think the division is better. And I mean, it depends on everything, but to me, you need another big year out of Zach Wheeler. Nola's got to pitch better than he did last year. Ranger Suarez, he's not going to pitch to a 138 ERA, but he's got to be a good third starter, uh, and Eflin's got to stay healthy. I, I need a rotation, and, and maybe you get a bounce-back year from Gibson. Mm-hmm. If, I can, if, I can get four, if I can get two really good starters and two pretty good starters, I'll believe it. Am I going to get that out of that quintet, Ray? No. Oh well, well then there you go. No, I, I don't think I don't think they're all going to come through for you. Um, if you get uh, four, four, I've, I'll come through. I said I need two to be really good and two to be pretty good. Oh, I'm okay, gonna... okay. Um, yeah, I think that's do. I think that's achievable. And and as Tom McCarthy said when we had Tom McCarthy on, I think he said something that's very true. I think Sir Anthony could be a real key here. That would be something. I mean, if they, if all of a sudden he comes, you you got him coming out of the bullpen throwing ninety eight in the eighth and ninth inning. All of a sudden, the whole team looks different. You know, they signed all these relievers in the offseason, as they do every year, right? It's it's like a new parade of guys coming in to get waxed. Right. And they signed three new back of the bullpen uh, relievers in the offseason, and I don't know if they're going to be any good because they haven't been, you know, the guys who preceded them haven't been. But Sir Anthony, once upon a time, looked like he was going to be special. Well, I know. he was. He was one of your guys. Yes, he was. <laughs> Never too late, right? Well, hey, listen. I mean, I wouldn't. You know, two years away, all kinds of arm problems. Tommy John surgery, closer. I mean, it, it just doesn't. To me, it's not a for, It's not a recipe for success. And I, I, I kind of wrote him off. You know, I heard oh, he's coming back, and I just sort of shrugged my shoulders. And said, yeah, okay, he's going to come back. He's going to try it. But hey, listen, maybe he's that rare exception of a guy that can go through all of that and come out the other side. And and still have and still have his A game, and if he can, yeah, then then the whole, you know, then that whole pitching staff takes on a whole different complexion. I would Absolutely. love to see it. I really would. Absolutely. I get Paul from Downingtown before the break. Hey, Paul. Hey, good afternoon, guys. So I was just kind of thinking um, a lot of excitement, so much about the Phillies and Sixers, and leading up to this offseason, there was a lot of excitement for the Eagles, and it's really fizzled. Um, I don't know how it's going to hit them. Um, but, you know, my comment it, on the Eagles offseason kind of is, if you look at Howie's track record, 
just on the draft and you compare it to anybody else in any given profession, it's difficult to argue that they should be receiving a three-year contract. And I understand there's more to being a GM than running Bowl. a draft. He won a Super but, Bowl. <laughs> well, okay. He did. He won a Super Bowl. And he, and he won a Super Bowl with the team that he put together. I, I, I understand all that. I'm not going to argue about his merits, but I, I think there's so much that people that only look at his merits are missing. I think there's a huge argument for success in spite of Howie Roseman. Like, for instance, had all the first-round picks for the last I don't know how many years not been squandered, where would this team be? You know, had, had the uh, Eagles not signed so many bad contracts where they had to kick money down the road, where it's you know quite conceivably affecting their ability to sign people right now, where would they be? I yeah, mean, Paul, I, I don't want. I got to stop you but only because I'm I'm running low on time, and I wanted to get you before the break. But I, I will say this, and I'm not Howie Roseman's biggest defender because much of what you say is true. But the proof of the record is they make the playoffs more often than they don't, and they won a Super Bowl within the last few years, and they won a Super Bowl very much on guys that he signed, and so that's going to give him some job security. Obviously does. I mean, it's, yeah. it's clear that. The, you know, we have this discussion about Howie, and I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's a it's a moot conversation. I mean, it's I mean, you can talk all you want about you know they should get another. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, yeah. as long as Jeff Lurie runs the team, Howie Roseman's going to be the guy. I mean, that's it's as simple as that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll get a couple calls in before we turn it over to Phillies baseball. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack, now on ninety four WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.